Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of a Wrestling Gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by a very special guest. You may have seen her recently on All Elite's Double or Nothing and last year at All In. She is an interviewer, an announcer, and the interview queen herself, Alicia Atoot. Now let's chat. Hey guys, I am joined today by very special guest, the interview queen herself, Alicia Atoot. So hey girl, what's up? How are ya? I'm doing super well. How are you today? I'm doing very well actually, but it's pretty cold up here in the Northeast. But that brings me to my first question, which relates to you being an avid hot chocolate drinker. So I need to know whether you prefer Tim Hortons or Starbucks. It's very important. It's a fickle thing for me because I find myself in the States a lot more often now and that's prone to having more Starbucks everywhere. But when it comes to my favorite, I'm a Canadian gal. I've got to stick with Timmy Ho's. Tim Hortons is always my go-to when it comes to hot cocoa. Do you have a special hot chocolate order? Like I have hot chocolate with a shot of caramel in mine or do you just drink it straight hot chocolate? Hot chocolate and whipped cream. I'm oh, a nice. sucker for whipped cream. Like, it's it's bad. When I was a kid, I used to take, like, the can, press down on the aerosol thing, and just, like, put it straight into my mouth. Like, I was one of those kind of whipped cream junkies. So <laughs> anytime I can get it, that's definitely what I, what I love. Well, first off, I wanted to commend you on the success of Ambi and all the amazing ventures you've had since I've started watching you. It's so amazing to see how much you've progressed since you were 17 and now you're 24. So how did the name Ambi come to light? So I started a blog and I was like, oh, damn, I need a name, don't I? So everyone had a blog, or at least it seemed to be the case. So I was trying to be cheeky with it. And I was thinking, hmm, it's a music blog, but that'd be impossible to search. And I was like, it's a music blog, eh? And I was like, hmm, but I don't want people to only interview Canadians. I want to make this worldwide if I'm like interviewing bands or sorry, like reviewing bands from everywhere. It was just like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cheeky. That is so cheeky. So I just ended up going with the music blog. Yeah, I never would have named it that if I would have realized what it would turn into. But luckily, the acronym of Ambi worked out. I'm so lucky for that. And I just kept with it. And now it's kind of changing over to Alicia, too, because it's not just music anymore. But mm-hmm. it's a, it was a very goofy beginning of that name. I also love how you transitioned from mainly interviewing just musicians to now mainly wrestlers. So I was wondering if there was a difference in your style and how you interview wrestlers and musicians and just mainly the differences between them. It was a really scary transition for me, less because of the skill set behind it, because when I look at my interviews, it's more so you're just conversing with a person regardless of their background. I've done uh, celebrities, musicians, athletes, obviously that falls under the wrestler umbrella. So it's less about the the people and more so about moving to a whole new format. It really scared me that my fan base, which was solely music lovers, would mm-hmm. maybe think, what is this girl doing? Like, why is she interviewing wrestlers? It doesn't make sense. We don't like it. But luckily, I posted my first wrestling interview two and a half years ago. There was really no bad criticism or no bad feedback. So I was like, yes, thank you, world. And I just obviously kept with it. And your first wrestling interview was with Allie, correct? Yes. Yes, it was. How did that come to be? 
So my dad, actually, he handles a lot of business side of my site. And he was like, hey, there's this local wrestling show. And he's been wanting to go to it for a while. And he said, and Allie's on it. And he's like, I think that'd be a really fun interview. She seems like a really cool and sweet person. I was like, yeah, she does. So I literally, which is like so not professional now, I would not do this now. But I hit her up a day before the show and said, hey, I'm Alicia. I interview musicians, but I want to start interviewing wrestlers. Any chance you're free? And she wrote me back. She gave me her number. She's like, yes, girl, let's do it. And she was just so warm and bubbly and kind and that opened the door to not only my confidence to this new world I was getting in this new industry but also yeah. just it, it gave me that little oomph that I needed to be like all right she was great so like hopefully everyone else is and they have been so so I've actually been watching you for just over two years now since you interviewed Chris Jericho the very first time and I know he is one of your all-time favorites and now you've gotten to work with him multiple times with AEW and interviewing him in general. So I just want to know, how has your experience been with him? He's awesome. Like he is just such a laid back, funny guy. And he's very down to earth the two times uh, that I interviewed. Well, I've actually interviewed him three times, twice on camera and one was a phoner way back. Mm. But he was just awesome. Like you can't really ask for more when you're interviewing someone. They're fun. They like joking around with the interview that they're actually there to plug things. Like they're not just sitting there and accepting the interview and just, you know, going with the motions and not enjoying it. So mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's, he's amazing. And then actually being able to be at shows with him in regards to AEW was super cool for me uh, because he was one of my childhood favorites. Like, I I loved him growing up. He's one of the most charismatic and cha- ever-changing wrestlers. Uh, Absolutely. So it was just really mind-blowing for me. And I remember working a couple things with him and being like, oh my gosh, this is this is just surreal. Like, this is where this little hobby uh, of Ambi brought me to. So it was really cool. Who or what actually made you fall in love with wrestling? Uh, That goes back to my dad. He would watch it all the time with a bunch of his buddies. And when I was like two or three, I just sat on the couch with them watching it. And then next thing you know, I'm five and I'm still on the couch. Then I'm 10 and then I'm 15. (laughs) And I just never really phased out of it. Of course, there were times where I didn't watch it as much or I had so much school. I just kind of like faded out of different eras. I get that. Yeah, but it's always kind of been there. So it's definitely because of him. You travel quite a lot as well also for your job, for interviewing, to be a part of promotions and everything in wrestling. So how do you keep up with it all? It's hard. Like, I'll admit that I don't watch as much now because there are just so many promotions. You kind of have to pick and choose. Or I find myself when I'm at an airport or laying in bed at night, like I'll read articles just to keep up on what's happening, social media. Because with how much is going on, there's like 15 plus hours of wrestling going on every week. Like, unless you're just glued to your television, you can't watch every program, every pay-per-view. So it's just a lot of reading stuff, talking with buddies about it. And then, of course, watching product. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's hard. Like wrestling fans have a lot to keep up with now. It is it's like too much, but I'd rather have too much than not enough. Do you have a favorite wrestler or perhaps a top three of today? That's so hard. It's like funny because they're all together. But every time I watch an Omega match or a Young Bucks match, I'm just full on captivated. Like I I remember watching Bucks for the first time. It was an ROH ladder match. And my dad was like, oh, come watch this. These two guys did something crazy. And I never knew who the Bucks were. This was, I think, maybe three and a half years ago. And I'm watching this match and I was like, no way. Like this is a type of wrestling. Like it just opened my my (laughs) world. And uh, I I absolutely fell in love with those two that day. And then I'd have to throw uh, Ray Phoenix in there too. He's one of my favorites to watch. Like he is, he is a maniac in the ring and his uh, rope work is just insane. Like I don't think I've seen a wrestler be able to perform on the ropes like he does. 
And obviously now with All Elite being a big thing now, I can't wait to see more of them. Oh, it's kind of flawless having the Bucks facing the Lucha Bros. Like when when that feud started at the uh, conference, I was like, yes, oh, I needed this. (laughs) I can imagine you. (laughs) And obviously you're a big fan of music and wrestling. So I need to know what is your favorite theme song of all time? Ooh, sexy boy for sure. (laughs) That's one of my favorites too. I would always sing it. Oh, it was the exact same. I used to have this old, um, like, mixtape of WWE theme songs. And, no, it was a a CD. And I used to always play it, and it was number five. And I'd just, like, walk around the house as a little kid. I was, like, maybe five. And I'd walk around and just, like, shake my butt left and right to Sexy Boy. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. But um, that that was my favorite. It still is. So switching gears here, I want to know about your time in your band on Rock Band. I heard you were a bass player and you guys actually came in first in a couple competitions. So tell me about that band. Yes, so I had Rock Band for the console Wii and started playing. Um, there were four of us in the band and we ended up playing very competitively to the point where when, you, when you're when you like the average person watching the game, all you see is everything coming up on the screen, you hit buttons and you play. But there's actually something called mapping that's done in the background. And what that is, it's like a mathematical way of where you hit your star power, where you get your energy boost and that boosts your points to the maximum that you can. So we would literally map everything out. Um, our guitarist would because he was a genius and we would literally hit the star power at the exact same time and you know make sure we had maximum points so it got to the point where comparing playstation xbox and we we were the number one band in the entire world for our point scores so yeah very very nerdy time in my life it was very stressful i took my gaming very seriously we we could get like 100 percent on every single song so it was really intense but we had fun and it was cool i got to play with a couple guys across canada who i still know to this day and it was so nerdy (laughs) what was your band name I think we just played on the leaderboard as my last name. We didn't come up oh, with really? anything. really? Yeah. So we you were started, kind of the lead. When we first started, my uh, dad would sing on it and I would play and like it was almost like a family thing. Like even like we'd have like my cousins over and my sister and mom and we would all just jam in the basement and have fun. So when we first started on our console, we just na- named our console a two. And the next thing you know, I don't, even, I don't even remember how we fell into it, but like we met these two dudes. Uh, one was in Edmonton and one was in Ottawa mm-hmm. and they just joined our band. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're like playing every day and competitively and it just turned into something so so that's kind of something to brag about that's pretty (laughs) awesome to be number one bass player and number one yeah, I remember kids at school didn't believe me, so I was such a such a little douche that I like printed out the scoreboard and I was like, "See, why would I lie?" And it was it was so oh, funny. I love proving people wrong. <laughs> I love that. And now it's also no secret, like I said, you're a music fan, and you've obviously interviewed like Steel Panther in the 1975. And I know you have this dream of rocking out on stage with any band. So I was wondering if you could pick any band to rock out on stage with and be the lead and sing to who would it be all right so there's there can i choose three like am i allowed awesome all right so one would be paramore i was the biggest Haley williams fan growing up and seeing the way that she rocks it on stage commands the stage has such an amazing vocal range i would just love to run around and just like scream my heart out to those paramore songs i'm an emo kid at heart so that would be amazing uh, number two would be Still Panther because I know their songs like word for word and I can just imagine how much fun that would be. They're the, the funniest guys ever. Like they're my favorite people to interview. So Still Panther and then third would be Kiss because I mean, who wouldn't want to wear like 
10 inch platforms full leather exactly. and sing like to the best rock and roll band of all time so <laughs> those are those would be my picks how many concerts have you been to in your life mm, like hundreds i don't even know if i can wow. it down I, when i was doing primarily music i would be out like four or five times a night and most of the time i would be put on guest list and just stay for the show so mm-hmm. i'd you know that's four concerts a week and then i would be doing that for what like two years so yeah who knows it's like definitely hundreds too many <laughs> do you remember your very first concert my first concert I was three years old and my mom took me to Spice Girls so oh my goodness and- that's a that's a good one <laughs> Girl power but the first concert I chose to go to was the use uh Taking Back Sunday and brand no not brand new uh the use Taking Back Sunday and Blink-182 that was the first like real gig and I was eight years old for that one. Oh, I'm jealous of that one <laughs> yeah oh. it was a really good tour do you have any go-to karaoke songs Funny enough, it goes back to Spice Girls. I love singing a wannabe because there's so much attitude. And then when like Mel, I think it's, I think Mel B takes the uh, the middle eight there. So it's like the, so here's the story from A to Z. And it's like so much attitude. Mm-hmm. So I, that's like, that's my go-to karaoke jam. Sassy Alicia, I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your journal of lyrics and poetry that you used to write and you still write in it. Yeah, so that journal I still have, and I still write lyrics to this day. It's kind of my way of just step- stepping away from work and any problems or craziness going on in life. And it's my way of kind of venting. It's it's my therapy. And I have no idea if this stuff will ever see the light of day, but I just, I've always loved poetry. When I was in high school, I took like six different writing courses and creative writing to poetry to, you know, whatever. So yeah, I uh, I just love writing so much and turn it into songs sometimes. So obviously you keep yourself so poised and elegant, but your interviews are also really fun to watch. I enjoy watching and listening to them all the time, but I'm sure after the thousands of interviews you've had, you've had at least one where you you were super nervous before. So what do you think was the most nervous you were for an interview? The most nervous I have ever been... It's, it's funny because it's the same guy. The first time I ever interviewed Kenny Omega, I was only doing wrestling interviews for about, what was it, October, November, December, January, for five months. Mm-hmm. And I was told, hey, you can come to ROH, interview our talent. Back then, it was the Bucks, Cody, Rhodes, Omega. I, like The Elite were like running ROH. And I got to interview Omega. And then, and still now, he was like the hottest wrestler in wrestling. And I was so nervous because interviewing, even though they are just people, like how I mentioned before, interviewing wrestlers to musicians, it's a lot more fun because you don't always have to talk about the, the albums. And I feel like just being very like blunt, they're a lot more uh, like carefree in that sense mm-hmm. because it's very DIY wrestling a lot of the time whereas yeah musicians is like they have they have like a schedule and stuff they have to really put over so I was just so nervous to interview him he was like the biggest thing and then here I walk in I think I was 18 I'm like oh hi so oh no I was 19 yeah it was freaky and then the second biggest time I was nervous was with Omega again when I was the backstage host for All In and we did a backstage interview together that aired everywhere and I was it was almost more like an anxiety where I was so excited and like in awe it was happening. So that was definitely a moment in my life where I was like, can't shoot the bed on this one. <laughs> you got to uh, impress not only Cody behind the camera, but the man you are interviewing. So, And you guys are actually kind of friends now, which is really cool. Yeah, it's neat when I see these guys at shows because there's no awkwardness. You can walk up, give hugs, be like, hey, man, how have you been? Like, there's this excitement in seeing them. And there's not that, oh, there's that, like, that star where I have to tiptoe. Or, you know what I mean? And they're not like that, mm-hmm. but, like, they're so humble. But it's cool now. Like, you can just walk by and, it's, you know, obviously on a name basis. And it's a it's a pretty cool thing to have. Yeah. 
Okay, so I have two more questions. The first one is that 2020 is quickly approaching, and I want to know what your career and any personal goals you might have for this next year. What does Alicia Toot want to accomplish? Well, I'm really thankful and grateful because my biggest dream ever really is actually coming true. I've always been fascinated with the UK, which sounds silly, but I grew up listening to so many Britpop bands and indie alternative bands from across the pond. And my job has led me to places like Finland and the Netherlands and places I never thought I'd be able to go. But there's this company called Wrestling Travel. I worked with them over at StarCast and they're bringing me across the pond to work with them. I'm going to be in the UK for five or six days. I can't say do what yet but it's something super cool and I finally get to go over to England and it's just surreal like we're going to be close to Cavern Street and I'm going to be able to like go near the John Lennon statue and go to like Cavern Club and I'm just it's like I'm getting like emotional thinking about it because it's uh-huh. just like little five-year-old me is just like oh, you deserve no way. it though <laughs> yeah it's uh it's really surreal and I I cannot wait for that so That was my biggest goal and it's happening. And otherwise, it's just traveling more, getting bigger interviews, expanding more. Being on television is a really big goal of mine on a constant basis. So a bunch of little things I want to achieve. And I never have a dream that I think is not attainable because there's some stuff that's happened over the last couple of years where I was like, never. And it's happened. So Mm -hmm. you always have to have an open mind. Absolutely. And you deserve every success you have coming towards you. You've definitely grown over the last two years that I've been watching you and it's just really awesome to see. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And for my last question, I wanted to note that you have a great sense of style in my opinion. It's kind of a mix between glamour and rock and roll. I don't really know how to describe it. And you've recently become an influencer for Shein. So I was wondering where else do you shop? Because frankly, I want your closet, girl. Aw, thank you. It's so funny because growing up, I'd literally just wear band t-shirts or comic book shirts and jeans. And then all of a sudden it hit me like, oh, I actually like enjoyed fashion and dressing up. So thank you. I used to shop a decent amount at Forever 21, but now they're closing in Canada everywhere. And I'm so mad. I'm so mad. (laughs) So when I when I go to the States, I'm gonna have to do like a binge shopping spree. But um, I shop there quite frequently. Shein, they're the best. Like, they're my favorite store of all time. They have the cheapest clothes. It's amazing quality. And you can spend, like, 300 bucks and get, like, 80 pieces. It's the best. I also do a lot of uh, thrift shopping, funny enough. Like, whether it's going to Salvation Army or... Why am I brain farting on the place that's close? (laughs) Anyway, uh, a lot of, like, thrift shopping. You can find really cool stuff. I don't like spending a lot of money, which makes me sound really Mm -hmm. cheap. You can get some amazing stuff. and Gotta get those bargains. Exactly. Uh, And then there's a spot up here called Urban Planet where I get all my shoes all my like more stuff that looks fancier like when I have pay-per-views and appearances I'll get my stuff from there or Fashion Nova so oh I love Fashion Nova that two-day shipping right it's dangerous because like I always (laughs) sometimes I hate the internet but like some some days the internet's like oh you're so thin oh you're too thick oh you're skinny thick oh you're this you're that and I'm like whatever but Fashion Nova fits Mm -hmm. someone who's like not necessarily like super super small or whatever they have like a brand of clothes or when I discovered them I'm like whoa these dresses fit me perfectly and it's cool to have somewhere like that I find the same with Shein where it's literally for like all body types you can put this dress on and it'll hug your curves incredibly and like make you feel flawless so yeah it's a uh, I love that place now I'm just going on a ramp but no yeah. I have a shopping addiction to Fashion Nova too and also Romway which is very similar to Shein yes I, I discovered there yet like I've been on the site but I've never bought from them you should 
Just saying. <laughs> Uh-oh, this is going to be dangerous. <laughs> okay, so before I let you go, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yeah, if you guys just type Alicia 2 into Google, you'll find my website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's just Alicia, then A-T-O-U-T. It's really simple. And you'll find also my merch store, upcoming appearances, where you can find me and say hello. Or just tweet me and say hello. I love seeing that kind of stuff. So yeah, just search my name and I will pop up on your screen. So that about wraps up our interview. But again, thank you so much for being here, Alicia. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Like, I love getting asked questions that I'm usually not asked. So being able to talk fashion to hot chocolate, like, it's a treat. So thank you so much. Thank you. So that about wraps up episode five of a wrestling girl podcast. I had so much fun recording this with Alicia. She's one person I've been looking up to for the last two years and kind of inspired me to do this. And she is such a lovely person and a lovely talent. And I can't wait to speak with her again soon. But until then, don't forget to follow Alicia on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Alicia Toot. And don't forget to follow me for more exclusive episodes on Twitter and Instagram at a wrestling gal and at it's Ella J on Twitter. I have some exciting news coming out soon, so stay tuned. Thanks, guys.